Good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. Got off the golf course today. Got some rounds in? Got a round. I, I mean, I just got off the golf course a little bit ago. I went to the golf course today. Yes. Did you get a round in? I did get around. Uh, well, I uh, in in one way, shape, or form, I got around in. It wasn't a good one, but I I I went through eighteen holes of golf. There you go. Hey, living the life. The game is uh, is in shambles right now. Not complete okay. shambles, but I'm striking it well. But it's not going where I intend it to go. Yeah, that happens a lot for me. I don't know. The more. No, no, no. You little stopped yeah. up. Yeah, I, I think I have a sinus infection. I feel pretty terrible right now. Oh, hey, hey this so, is, we got grinded. the Jordan Flu podcast by Nathan Moran. Here we go. <sighs> yeah, I feel terrible. <laughs> For real, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't. I wasn't trying to make light of your uh, situation. No, I mean Jordan was, had a tough but, time too. You know. Anyway, you ready to get this thing on the road? Let's do it. Sir. All right. Welcome into the Mind of Coach podcast, episode 32. And hopefully we are going to keep our good guests rolling. We believe it's going to be a great one today. I'm excited for you guys here as well. Um, Asa, Duval, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good, dude. Alive and kicking. Um, can't complain whatsoever. Uh, pretty exciting time. Uh, you know, national, I guess today, this week is the first week you can sign. Congratulations to uh, all the players out there that are signing their NLIs. That's uh that's big time. Uh, it's a great accomplishment, but just know that the work is just getting started. Um, but enjoy while you can and uh, and get ready to go to work, man. It's, uh, it's, it's exciting for a lot of people out there. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys just had three kids t- signed today. Tell me a little bit about um, about those signees. We did. I, well, hang, let, you know, I don't know how much we can say, but I will say something about, about one of them. It, it's kind of crazy how things have come full circle, you know, having played uh, two years with Kenny Cooper and uh, – now we got him on the roster, so uh, that's uh, that's pretty uh, that's pretty exciting. It's going to be fun. I'm excited to have Kenny on board. Uh, I'm not going to say anything about any anybody else, but given the fact that I played with Kenny for uh, for two years, I think that'll be all right. So it's uh, it's, it's crazy, man. It's wild that uh, you know, kind of coaching a kid that you played with in college for two years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's got to that's got to be funny. But um, uh, well, no, y'all, that's awesome. Y'all get some new guys officially yet, or? Uh, yeah, we just had um, PJ Smith out of Good Pasture just signed today. Really excited about him. Oh, y'all got a kid from Good Pasture. Yeah, good kid. Um, really good player. I mean, I think he's a perfect fit for us. So, really excited about that. He actually just came off a state championship. Okay. So, yeah. So I'm really excited about having him. And now, now it's just like I'm ready for them to get down here. But honestly, I know, man. That's the thing. It's like, all right, cool. Well, you're signed. You're com- you're committed. You're signed. Now, can we go ahead and and please get this thing rolling? Exactly. Exactly. And honestly, right now it's just like getting guys in the weight room. The guys are getting yeah. in the weight room. They're dude. It's 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 pretty impressive. Our guys right now. I'm pretty impressed with our guys. Uh, their commitment to get better every single day. So. Good, man. Hopefully we can just continue that. And uh, I, I think there's a level of dissatisfaction that came with the way things ended in our season, yeah. which is funny to say you lose the second round in the NCAA tournament and you're dissatisfied. You're not satisfied. So I think that's uh, that's markings of a good team. So hopefully I'm not speaking too early. but um, A good team and a, uh, and a mature team, I would say. Yeah, so we'll <laughs> see. I think we, we got a lot of experience coming back. So really excited, really excited. What Would about you-, you guys? What are you up to these days? Uh, man, I, you know, we don't, we don't have a ton of players actually, uh, at school that are on the roster right now. Uh, so, uh, you know, a couple off season workouts here and there during the week, uh, guys are in the weight room. 
but um, you know, just uh, trying to you know finish up this uh, this little puzzle we got going on, getting that put together, uh, and get things you know really rolling in the uh, in the summer for summer school. Uh, but but with what we got right now, it's been going well. Uh, it's been going well. So the guys we got, they're working hard uh, on and off the court. So uh, it, it's been it's going good, man. Just really an exciting time for us. Uh, you know, there's been a exciting time for uh, to be at Tennessee State right now. Did you see Brad Davidson's coming back for like his eighth year of college basketball at Wisconsin? Yeah. I don't know why I said it like that. Wisconsin? T-Pain, Wisconsin. Wisconsin? No, yeah. No, I did not see that. I actually had the privilege of going to uh, Captain's Academy um, Athletes in Action Camp with Brad. He's in, he's oh, in, he, was, he, was, he was involved with that? Yeah, he's a good dude. He's Can you talk dude. about that real quick? Because that, that was kind of an interesting thing you got to do. Who was there? Who you got, uh, you know, who you got to meet? Uh, talk to, talk, tell me about that a little bit. Um, so Coach Mo, he's uh, in charge of Athletes in Action. So I got to go through there, and it's um, – that specific camp that I went to was um, Captain's Academy. Yeah. And so the way that it worked was um, basically like leaders on all these college basketball teams or that these coaches wanted to be leaders. They sent them to this Athletes in Action Captain's Academy camp. So I got to be there. Um, I got to hang out with Grant Williams. I mean, the guys that were with me was Grant Williams. Uh, Xavier Simpson was my roommate. He was point guard on Michigan Grant at Tennessee. Um you know who we just had was Jalen Tate. Jalen Tate. I got pretty close to Jalen Tate. He, uh, congrats to Jalen Tate. He went to Art. He was at Northern Kentucky at the time, transferred to Arkansas. They made a Elite Eight run, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. Yeah. Um, elite Eight run. So good for him. Congrats to him. And then just a, like a, some some other guys, some Texas A and M guys. Um, yeah, and Brad Davidson too. I mean, was okay. I, did, I, did, I had no idea Brad Davidson was there. Yeah, and Clark Kellogg talked to us, and he's yeah. awesome, like really cool, cool guy. Um, they zoomed in, uh, Kevin Durant. That was pretty cool. We got to talk to him. So, I mean, it, it was it was a pretty cool camp, and I think the best part was, um, in my opinion, was that it was based around um, the leadership that Jesus like provided and mm-hmm. about how we as servants can serve others and be leaders as well through that. Mm-hmm. So a, a lot of servant leadership and basically like – you, the only way you can lead is by following the all, the greatest leader of all time. So, yeah. I mean, that's the main things I took. But, yeah, I, dude, it was an awesome experience. I would do it again if I could. Well, I was going to ask you what kind of your, your biggest takeaway was, but you uh, handled that for me. So, thank you. Uh, was that – I forget. Was that going into your into your junior year? No. So, you know, actually, um, Coach Eastrom asked if I wanted to do it going after my junior year of college. Okay. And I said, I, I'm having two hip surgeries. Like, I'm not going to be able to walk. This is, <laughs> that would not be fun kind of waved it off and after my senior year after our senior year I decided I was like I'm gonna go and do oh, it wow. and ended up doing it and it was dude it was an, it was an awesome experience good man good one of those things that you know come out come out of uh, getting a college you know getting to be a part of a uh, you know college basketball program that you really you don't think about on the front end but you're thankful for on the back end yeah dude it, it was phenomenal it was mm-hmm. phenomenal but Asa I mean I think it's about time. I'm really excited to talk to our next guest. I am too, man. We got a, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So let's go ahead and get into it. What's up, coach? What's up, man? How are we doing? Good. Doing great. I like that shirt. Thank you. Under Armour. You know, we're all even in the Lipscomb boys are changing over to Under Armour. So everybody's going. I know it's the new wave. Well, it's because they're they're cheap. They're, I shouldn't say that they're free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're giving they're they're giving us a really good deal. It's like a seven year deal, I think. Oh so, wow! Really? Ali's picture's nice. How uh how you doing tonight? 
Uh, well, we had a nice um, – um, it, it's something we've done, I guess, maybe – our golly, I guess our first year. Probably done it now for seven, eight years. It's called the Aussies. It's, it's like red carpet and take team pictures and everybody dresses up and dresses and the, the women are in dresses and the guys, whatever. And, well, yeah. uh, and they're like – they're real um, – um, like awards that are like voted on by their peers and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of videos and a lot of, um, yes, uh, sir. those kind of things. Yeah. We had one, I think Ace was about to say it. We had one called the lippies. Nice. Yeah. So no, we, we couldn't do anything, I guess, with the bisons, not, not like the, the Aussies. We, we had to just, <laughs> it's not hey. a bad murder at Montana. <laughs> <laughs> the bisons. Is it, is it Osprey or Osprey? Ospreys. Uh, okay, got you. Ospreys, yeah. So we got uh, Coach Matt Driscoll on the show. Coach, I'm just going to run through uh, run through all your stops here real quick. Um, oh. From Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, <laughs> you played at Butler County Community College and Greensboro College. From there, you started coaching uh, at Northgate High School on to Butler County Community College. From there, you take a high school assistant job at Seneca Valley High School. Uh, then you go on as an assistant at Slippery Rock College. Um, then LaRoche College, then uh, moving to the uh, Division One realm at Wyoming as an assistant, on to Clemson and the ACC as an assistant, uh, then on to Valparaiso as an assistant, and then uh, you were uh, at Baylor uh, when Scott Drew uh, got hired back in 2003 as an assistant uh, at Baylor from 2003 to 2009, uh, and then you get your, uh, your head coaching gig at North Florida. You've been there ever since. Coach, how you doing, man? Thank you for coming on this evening. I'm doing great. I, I'm really excited because obviously I know you guys from a different level, um, especially being across from you and competing against you. And, and I know that both of you had different paths and I know both of you had probably different things that you thought along your journey that you might would turn out differently for you. Um, but for whatever reason, it was presented the way it was and the way in which you guys accepted it and the way in which you guys, I mean, Nathan, you can take us for whatever it's worth. But if you and, and, and Flem don't make those two deep bombs, you never get to the championship game. And, and, and I tell that to people all the time. As, as crazy as shots and as, as, as unconscionable that, that sometimes Andrew was, if you guys don't make those two mm -hmm. bombs, then you guys never get to the finals. And I know that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand is, you know, your minutes went down and whether they were like 10 minutes or 12 minutes a game or whatever it was, your impact. And it reminded me of, do you remember the kid from Mercer that got real famous for the dancing? Oh yeah. The little white kid. Yeah. <laughs> remember, remember he only played like seven minutes a game or whatever it was. He played every single game. We actually put him on the scouting report because he actually made a difference every single game. Do you remember him at all? I know. Yes, sir. I do. I do. He, he picked up full – when he was in the game, he picked up full court, and he would always turn somebody over or cause something different because he didn't play like the other guys. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was always a pain. And to his credit, obviously, he did what he did. But I'm, but I'm respectful of the way in which you guys have approached what you did and also to who you played for and now moving forward, working in the college basketball world – how there's just so many different ways and so many different ideas and, and perspectives. And I'm going to tell you a couple of stories along those lines. And you never can get down. You never can, can figure out that, you know, why the, the biggest thing you can't do is, is the why, why me? Like, why not me? Why not me? Why mm -hmm. not me? Um, 
And, and, and the biggest answer is because God's not ready for you. And, you know, Second Thessalonians, um, I think, I believe it's 3, 6 through 13, talks about, like, don't, don't ever lie idle and think that, you know, because you love Jesus Christ, that God's just going to take care of everything for you. You just got to sit mm-hmm. back and everything's going to be, you know, beautiful. And, um, and I'll tell you a funny story about how my wife kind of brought that to perspective as well, too. But to kind of give you an idea, and I'm trying to share my screen. And um, all right. <laughs> so I actually rephrase this now. I call his dots on a map. And uh, <laughs> um, when I, when I um, um, officiate, I, I, sometimes I say when I marry my players, um, when I officiate <laughs> weddings, um, like I'm officiating one of my players next weekend. And um, I always talk about this. Um, so when you go through all those journeys that you were talking about with me, just, just a couple quick stories of the background of it. I never got my degree till I was 27, but I was a high school coach at 24 at my alma mater where I went to high school. And then the guy got fired two months into me being the assistant coach and I got the head coach. So wow. I ended up, um, uh, long story short, when I go to this junior college and play at this junior college, cause I want to finish my degree. That's when all these relationships that you guys have to understand start to just present themselves. And, and, and I'm a big believer in this. And I, and I say this often, matter of fact, I just wrote this on the back of a book um, for someone. They asked me to, to, to be one of those, those people on the back of a book. And, and if you don't embrace where your feet are and you're always worried about the next one, or you're always worried about, you know, what I could possibly be or, you know, why can't it be me? If you're always living in that world, then you're never going to get full, full appreciation and or the experiences that are necessary. So I learned at an early age and I was taught that my dad, my dad told me early that our name is on the back of everything. And I don't care what you do. It's our name. So when I was 19 years old and I was McDonald's working at McDonald's, like our bathrooms were the cleanest bathrooms in, in, in Pittsburgh because mm-hmm. that's just the way I was, I was brought up. So as I went through this coaching deal, I knew that I need to make sure I do a great job where I am, but build those relationships. So mm-hmm. the JUCO relationship allowed me to become the head coach at LaRoche College because the paper was on strike and our assistant coach was one of the greatest players to ever play at, at LaRoche, which had defunct its program for seven years. So they were bringing it back. And there's a whole bunch of really good stories that I, I can't tell. It, it would take too long to tell all the stories about <laughs> how that whole thing transpired. And when I did that, I also, when I was going back to get my degree, my junior college coach, again, he says to me, Drisk, you got to start coaching at a school that's hiring so that when you get your degree, you can student teach there, then they're going to hire you. And sure enough, guys, everything he said came true. I got a coaching job there, a student taught there, and they hired me. Now, the beautiful thing was being a male fifth grade teacher, you could get a job. Now, I was magnum cum laude (laughs) only because of the degree, but you can get a job. I was most of my students' first male teacher. Wow. So. So it was, it was a big deal and it paid well. But that junior college experience that I got led me to so many relationships. 
And what's crazy is it was a high school player who I competed against who walked into my McDonald's that I was managing that needed a job until he could go to school in the fall at a JUCO. And I like went with him and played pickup and basically worked out. And I ended up going with him. That's crazy. But, but and there, there's about, there's 40 stories that go along with all this. Mm-hmm. But when I go to the, 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 the JUCO and coach says, get this high school job. When I was coaching at the high school and student teaching at Seneca Valley, we went to Providence's team camp. And that's how I meet Rick Barnes and Larry Shiat. And if I don't go to the team camp, I never get in Division One basketball. That's crazy. And, and again, how you treat people, you know, the, 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 you know it, all those different things. And then fast forward just to, to give you a couple more dots where how these dots are all matching up. Like, so we go to road, we go to province, we go to camp. Coach gets the Wyoming job. So the Wyoming job was its layer in and of itself. And this is something you guys got to understand. Burning a bridge is sometimes misconstrued. And burning a bridge is not the same thing as disappointing someone. Those are two different animals. Because if you tell the truth, and I tell the guys this all the time, you know, you never have to remember anything if you tell the truth. Yes, sir. So if you just tell the truth, so in Laramie, Wyoming, we flip it in one year. So the coach from Providence goes to Clemson. Clemson wins. I'm working camp at Clemson every summer with Rick Barnes. And this is another, you know, again, these dots on the map and how they just keep blossoming. I'm putting a guy in the Hall of Fame in two weeks. First, uh, um, one of my first players ever to get in there. There'll be many now, but the first. And I got him because of a relationship in the 90s at Clemson's camp. Wow. So, so, I, so coach goes to Clemson with Rick Barnes, gets the Wyoming job. Short story before that, the year before he took the Marshall job. When he took the Marshall job, the AD at Marshall said, by the way, I'm leaving and taking the Wyoming job. So coach went from taking the Marshall job to the next day telling the president he couldn't take it. Goes back to Clemson. They go to the Sweet 16. He goes to Wyoming. I go with him to Wyoming. Very, it was, it was incredible. Well, the AD at Wyoming, when we left, was very upset. We stayed 13 months. But you got to go take the Clemson job, right? You got to go take an ACC job. Mm-hmm. He offered me um, amazing money. Amazing money. He offered my wife amazing cheerleading money. My wife was the cheerleading coach. Mm-hmm. And he said, the new guy's going to hire you. And I said, well, first of all, coach, I prayed about this, and it's best for my family that we go with coach to the ACC. And he kept on. Anyways, I said, Coach, listen, you can be disappointed, but I'm just telling you what I'm doing. So, so I said, Coach, I'm, I disappoint you, I disappoint you. Like, I'm, like, so it probably took six, seven months, maybe eight months 
saw him at the Final Four, saw him with his new wife, went through a bad divorce. So we had worked the relationship back, mm-hmm. right? This is 1998. We were there in 97, 98. In 2009, when I get hired at the University of North Florida, you know who the AD was? Same one at Wyoming. So again, burning a bridge and disappointing someone are two different things. Wow. You can leave a place appropriately. And not everybody might understand your reasoning. Mm -hmm. But it's okay as long as you are genuine and you tell the truth. Mm -hmm. So the, the crazy thing about the Clemson thing, you say, well, you know, where did God put all that there? And there's a lot, a lot. That's how I met Lenny Acuff. Um, started spending time with Lenny Acuff. I would give out, he played in, 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 in Austin, Texas once. I was giving out waters and towels during the game. I was like, the guys were like, coach, who's the, who's the new manager? <laughs> right down the street from us at, 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 at Baylor. Um, but it was because of our relationship that it started at Clemson with Doug Novak, who is one of Lenny's dear friends up at Bethel, up in Minnesota, was at a D2 down the road. And I loved hoops. So I always wanted to – I was the restricted guy, so I wasn't allowed to go recruiting. So I would just go watch Division II, NAIA. I'd build up all these relationships and watch these guys and evaluate and see talent and, you know, all that stuff. But we go to Clemson, and coach says, you got to get on the assistant coaches committee. And I said, okay. Why? Because that's what I did. Okay. So I, I do it. So when I get on it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. So that's where Minneapolis comes into play. So the final four was in Minneapolis, two final fours, not the last one in Minneapolis, but the one before that. It was, it was, it was in the – Early 2000s. It was awful. Snow was awful. <laughs> anyway, I'm, the, I'm on the assistant coaches committee. There's two vice presidents and a president. And to be president, you had to be a Division I assistant. One of the pres- vice presidents was never going to move from his position. He never wanted to be the president. The other vice president had to be willing to become the president. So Scott Drew was the other vice president. So I go to this coach's thing, uh, to to the committee meeting. We're at Kelly's Bar in Minneapolis. And I actually went by it on purpose when the Final Four was there because I wanted to see it again. (laughs) I am upset, not because I don't drink, but because I don't understand – I'm, I mean, I got notes and graphs and charts and like, I want to change video exchange and I want to change ticket policy and I want to change tickets for recruits. And I mean, I got all these ideas because if I'm going to be on the committee, so we go through this whole rigmarole and at the end, Coach Drew says, I'm going to resign my position. The whole time he's sitting across from me talking, I thought it was Bryce Drew. Like, I thought he was the dude that made the shot the whole time. So now I figure out it's not him. Not that it made him any worse, but I'm just saying it wasn't him. And 
He says, I'm gonna, I'm gonna resign. And they said, well, who wants to be the vice president? Well, I'm new on the committee. And Coach Drew says, he should be. Coach Driscoll, should, like this dude cares about it. Like he should be the dude. So I said, okay, I'll do it. Then the guy that was the president the next year gets fired. So I become the president. So That's I meet crazy. everybody. Like I know NCAA people, compliance people, uh, people that investigate. Um, um, I get to know like Tubby Smith, John Chaney, um, um, speakers that are, um, um, what's the guy's name? Uh, Bruce Weber, um, all these dudes. Cause I'm setting up all this stuff and trying to build this up. But what's crazy is what God did was when we got fired at Clemson a couple years later and I was, I had two choices. I was going to get the Akron job. I thought, by the way, you know who got it? Who's that? Shaka Smart. Really? So I thought I was going to get the Akron job because Coach's relationship with Coach Hipsher. And Coach Drew was now the head coach at Valpo. And he was 20 and 11. He only had one year. But he was like 31 years old. And he's like, you got to hire an old guy. Because the dude that was the old guy was Mike Heideman. Does that name ring a bell? I, I do not know that name. So Mike Heideman was Coach Bennett, Daddy Dick Bennett. Okay. His, his all-time assist guy. Like, I'm not assist. All-time assistant. Like, okay. whatever. Well, his daddy just got the Washington State job. So okay. Mike Heideman went to Washington State with Tony. Wow. So – Coach had an opening. Long story short, I get the job. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it started because of that dot on the map. Mm -hmm. Like that moment. And again, you know, I embraced what I was supposed to do. You know, I, and, and, and he, I think he really had a high level of respect for that. Um, so anyways, fast forward to Baylor. We're going to... To, we get the Baylor job. That's a whole nother story. That's a lot of fun. I could tell you like 18 stories in two weeks. <laughs> but but we're at Valpo, and the YLA's on here is because Coach told me in an interview, he said, Drisk, I said, Coach, what do you want to do? Like, your dad's a legend, and you could stay here forever. Like, what do you want to do? He said, I want to go where you are. Like, I want to be a high major head coach. I want to be like you are at the ACC. I said, okay, that's awesome. That's cool. That really excited me because it made me feel like he had some, you know, he was eager and, and hungry. And so I said, listen, I got a lot of friends. And there's this thing called the Pumps Retreat. Have you ever heard of it? I haven't. I haven't heard of that. You need to Google it and study it one day. The, the Pump Brothers. P-U-M-P-S. Well, P-U-M-P. The Pump Brothers. So anyways, they do this huge charity cancer thing. And then they have this coach's clinic every year. And listen to me, guys. The theme is, here's the theme. It's all about relationships. That's the theme of the clinic for the weekend. Every year. It's mm -hmm. all about relationships. And how true is that? Player relationships, your spouse, your children, um, your neighbors, 
your, you know, your, your, your friends, the people you compete against, coaches. Think about that. It's all about relationships. So I take coach out there. August 8th, 2003 means nothing to you guys. But that's the day that Dave Bliss resigned at Baylor. That, okay. That's the weekend of the pump retreat. Wow. So we're out there, and I say to Coach, Coach, you are perfect for this job. You're young. You're a Christian. you got unbelievable pedigree. Like, that job is the, like a murder. Like, you are perfect for this job. We got to work it out here. We got to figure it out. I got you a, a lunch with a guy named Bill Carr, who is a big-time head-on guy. He was like one of the first headhunters before the Parkers, the, the Parker firm and the Bodines and, and all these Turners and all these people. He doesn't have the Baylor search, but you got to just meet these guys. He goes, okay, I'll, I'll, whatever. So we go to it. While we're there, Tim Floyd's there. And as we're sitting there waiting for John Wooden to speak, I'm telling you, it was a big-time clinic. And it was private. Like you had to be invited to go. Tim Floyd drafted Bryce Drew, and Bryce, Bryce Drew played for Floyd, Coach Floyd. So Coach Drew knew him. So we're kicking it with him. And he goes, man, Scott, you'd be perfect for that Baylor job. And Coach is like and – I, and I went – I was like, Coach, like, I know, man, like, we, we got to figure this out. You guys ain't going to believe this. He goes, well, you know, my college, like, best friend is married to Kim Mulkey. It was like, it was unbelievable. What? Yes. Unbelievable. So it goes, like, it starts. So anyways, we, there's, another, there's a really good story I'm not going to tell you, but it goes, and the next thing you know, there's so many stories about getting the job. Um, and then, of course, as we go, a murder, third year, four wins, no non-conference for the first time in the history of NCAA basketball. Fourth year, uh, I can't remember how many, I don't know, 15 maybe. And then the fifth year, we get 21, including something that went pretty hot on Twitter today. Five over – I think the most – I think two things. The most deciding game that took us in five years to the NCAA tournament was five overtimes at Texas A&M. Oof. And what it did was – see, everybody was talking about what had happened, the tragedy. And everything was about the tragedy. And then the third year, the NCAA stuff came down. No non-conference, this many scholars, you know, all that crap. So the five overtime was the first time that Sports Illustrated, Sporting News, um, uh, Basketball Beats, uh, PTI, Scott Van Pelt Show, like Coach was on all that stuff. And finally, it was about basketball. Yeah. So we go to the NCAA tournament that year. And then what people fail to realize is two years later, so my first year at North Florida, they were a bad call, and I'm telling you guys, it was a bad call against Duke in 2010, the year that they won the championship. In the Elite Eight, Baylor should have been going to the Final Four. 
and it was a bad call. It was a block. It was an and one, and the game would have been over. But it is what it is. But in seven years, they could have been in the Final Four from a, from a murder. And there's so many incredible, awesome stories and lessons and, and all those things. But the, but the one I think you guys should really take away from this is young coaches that I've been able to um, um, take in, absorb um, in the last, let's say, month, but really two weeks, is how many of the former players, especially those dudes when it was the lean years, how much they really, really, really love us. Like they really love what we were about. They really loved how much we poured into them. They really loved how much we cared about them as human beings, whether it was the walk-on or the guy that was the, you know, the best statistical player. And, and I think you guys need to make sure you, you never lose sight of the impact you have. And a lot of it is when no one's watching how you treat your wife, how you treat your spouse, how you treat your staff, how you treat the walk-on, how you treat the best player, how you discipline, how you administration, boosters, um, uh, maintenance guy, all that stuff. I'm telling you guys, I mean, just to, I mean, we just did a Zoom. We had like 40, 50 guys on, like just to hear these guys talk about how much it meant to them for us to do that. So when I talk about thoughts on a map or when I talk about, you know, this part that's in front of you, and then when you fast forward and you get to the North Florida job, the year before, so, so two years before that, when we went to the tournament, I thought I was going to get the Robert Morris job the year before that. Pittsburgh, hometown. I thought I was going to get it, guys, until I went in and met with the president. And when I went in to meet with the president, and it's funny because we played Robert Morris when we went to the NCAA tournament. He was the first guy that texted me. The president, Robert Morris. And because, um, again, I didn't burn the bridge. I just probably shouldn't have said what I said, but I was just kind of speaking the truth. And Mike Rice, if you guys remember Mike Rice, you remember him, the coach? Kind of got in trouble at Rutgers for kicking the balls and hitting mm-hmm. his players and all that stuff. I know his name. I remember his name. Okay. <clears throat> I don't remember many of the details. <clears throat> anyways, anyways, he, he, he got – they was actually doing the final four. He got removed from, from college basketball for whatever. But so it was between him and, and me, supposedly. And uh, he was at Pitt as an assistant, but he was also at St. Joe's. And if you remember, St. Joe's went to the NCAA tournament to the final four in like 04, I think it was. With Jameer Nelson. Yes. Yep. So, so I walk in to meet the president. And guess what he had behind him on his mantle? A St. Joe's Final Four. Yeah, just like you got behind you. <laughs> he, got, he had a basketball that said, you know, Final Four, St. Joe's. Oh, no. And I shook his hand, and I said, man, it's an honor to meet you. And Obviously, being a Pittsburgh guy, I really respect what you've done with this university, and I just want to let you know. 
based on the basketball that's behind you, I got no chance at beating Mike Rank in this position. But I really appreciate you taking the time. And you know, but but what's crazy is they the next year St. Francis PA opened. So now we go to the NCAA tournament. It's my fifth year. We go to the NCAA tournament. I think I'm 40. I'm like 43 maybe. And I'm thinking, like, I'm gonna like I'm gonna get I'm gonna finally get a job. I'm gonna get a division one job. And um, understand St. Francis PA is near Pittsburgh. They were helping me because they had a connection with the with the people because they really respected me. And like, you know, we're the greatest story, greatest turnaround in the history of college basketball, all that, all that stuff. The school is next to a prison. Just so you know. Wow. So I'm thinking to myself, there's no way I'm not getting this job. Come on. <laughs> So they hire a Division three head coach. Wow. Who lasted two years and got fired. So I go home, and they tell me, and I come home from work. And I am – I'm really – I don't know about depressed as much as I am maybe pissed. Mm -hmm. I was probably more, more pissed off than I was depressed. And I'm like – I'm like, 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 why? Like, what? Like, I, like what else? I mean, what else? I like – like, did I have any idea what we did? Like, for three years, all we did was 16 hours. Like, all we did was grind, grind. Like, and she's sitting there, and Carrie's listening to me, listening to me, listening to me. I get done. She's like, you done? I'm like, yeah, I'm done. She said, sweetheart, listen, God ain't ready for you yet. Like, God is not ready. You are not ready to be a head coach yet. Yeah, there's something else that's got – there's something else. Wow. Sure enough, Coach Moon gets the AD job. And then the greatest thing that happened that a lot of people don't know is Larry Shiat. So Coach Moon was so mad at Larry Shiat when he left. But again, eventually Coach Moon's got to respect that he took, you know, he, he took the ACC job. I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. Well, he also takes Florida and he goes to two national championships with Billy. So – Coach Moon gets the job, hiring Coach Shot would be a home run for him. Like, that'd be knocking it out of the park to start. But Coach Shiat thinks, and it always wanted, guys, he always wanted to coach at Laramie. He did not. I'm telling you guys right now, he did not want to leave to go to Clemson. Wow. They offered us a 10-year contract. But – his family was young and they were kind of, it was kind of a different place. And so, you know, sometimes you have to make decisions because of the family. Uh -huh. And he always wanted to go back. So he kind of had an inkling that was going to open the following year. So he turned down North Florida. And as soon as he turned it down, I had already interviewed mm. and he called me and he said, when they offer you the job, Take it. You do, you, you do not have to see it. Just take the job. So that's I never saw the school. Funny you never, backstory. Funny backstory. Go ahead. You never saw it before you took the job? No, never. Wow. Funny backstory. Two funny backstories, though. I only knew about the school because I researched it a little bit earlier. This girl that used to jog with us, 
at Baylor. I tried to get her to date one of our assistants. <laughs> and I, when I made the comment to her, she said, well, Coach, actually, I'm already engaged. And I said, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, she didn't have a ring on, but I was like, oh, that's awesome. Who is it? She said, he's the head volleyball coach at a school in Jacksonville called North Florida. So that was the first time I ever Googled it and looked at it. And I saw that Matt Cullen was the coach and they were division two. The president was going division one. And, it, and I never, yeah, I never, that, that was it. But when we got the job, we won the, we lost the championship to Penn State that night in the NIT, my sixth year at Baylor. I was the first guy on staff to leave. We were all together for the first six years. Wow. And uh, so the game's over. So check this out. Who came in that year? Sean Miller, Arizona. John Calipari, Kentucky. Tony Bennett, Virginia. I could tell you a funny story about that. Me and a guy named Ken Bone who got fired from Washington State. We were like the five – home run hires, and they did this big article about us. But anyways, two of those jobs that they talked about, that night after we lost the NIT, I was in my room. I already got the job offered to me that afternoon. I told Coach Drew, here's what I'm thinking. He goes, before you tell me, what do you think about Memphis? So I gave him my opinion because they were coming after him. And I said to myself, I said, Coach, let me ask you a question. Do you think I can get this job? He goes, well, Jerusk, you know they love you. He said, but you're going to have to ask Ian, who's, who's the AD at Liberty. He says, you're going to have to ask Ian. I said, okay. I call Ian. I says, Ian, let me ask you a question. If Coach leaves and takes another job, do you think I can I'll have a chance? And he gave me an incredible answer. But when I was done, I knew that I was probably better off taking the North Florida job because Baylor job got pretty good. By the time I got done, coach called me back. And he said, hey, let me ask you a question. You think I should get involved with Arizona? And I said, holy cow, Memphis, Arizona? So coach came down to my room and we cried. And, and, um, and I called and I accepted the job. And, and that's how I got to, to North Florida. That's so, crazy. There's, there's a whole lot more stories. You, you guys. I, Can I, you I, give us the gist of the gist of the answer that, the, that Ian gave you? He just said, yeah, absolutely. He just said, listen, first of all, everybody loves you. The boosters love you. The administration loves you. We know you can coach. I just don't know if that would be the direction I'd go, but I would tell you this, you definitely would be in – on the list, in the mix, and someone we would seriously, not just consider, but seriously consider, because you understand everything that we're doing. And I thought, okay, I need to go take the North Florida job. <laughs> I had no idea that all those people were involved at Baylor back then. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, I, I didn't know any of that. That's, an, that's amazing. Well, there's a lot more. That's amazing. I mean, it's the whole it, – well, and I could have stayed at Valpo. Mm -hmm. Coach said, listen – 
I just bought. I was only. I was only at Valpo for seven weeks, guys. I, I read that earlier. I was doing uh, some research. I read that earlier. You were there for. I mean, the shortest amount of time. I slept in a, in my office, and we bought a house. And um, great story. So we buy a house, and the lady said. So the lady had that guy I told you about that went to Washington State. She mm -hmm. was trying to sell his house. He bought a brand new house in a brand new development. So she's never going to sell it because you can always buy a nicer house that's brand new. So she said, don't you dare. And I'm like, Kim, I'm not, I'm good. I'm good. So I buy this house. So I wanted to put a deck on the back, you know, no big deal. And she all, every, every time I talked to her, it's like, don't put no deck on that house. I'm telling you, you guys never stay long. I'm like, Whatever. It's like a running joke. So we take the job. So I tell coach Drew, coach, I'm not coming back. He said, what are you talking about? I said, coach, you don't understand. Like, forget about what just happened there. Like, we're at a power, like, we're at a big time school. Like, there's so much work to be done. It's August 22nd. Like, I'm not coming back. And he's like, okay, whatever. I was like, so I'm bringing a lot of luggage on this private plane. He's like, yeah, whatever. Just bring whatever you want. So I drive home to pack. And I'm driving home and I call her. I says, hey, Kim. Coach D, hey, what's up, Coach? How are you? Don't you dare put no deck on the back of your house. I said, Kim, would you please? I told you I'm not going to do that, but I need a favor. She said, oh, what's that? I said, I need you to sell my house. She said, what? She <laughs> said, you're going to lose money. I said, I understand that. <laughs> but I got better news for you. Can you help me out with the realtor fee? And she said, well, you know, I'll do the best I can. I said, well, listen. You got to sell Coach Drew's house too. What? I got to sell Coach Drew. Coach Drew's leaving too. So that's the way that conversation went. Great part of the story is there was no room on the plane. So I had to put my luggage in the toilet. <laughs> but what we didn't know was Coach didn't tell us yet because Kelly wasn't far enough along. So they really weren't comfortable telling people. Kelly was pregnant. Oh, wow. So she had to pee. On the trip, on the flight, it was like a two-hour flight or something. And she couldn't because she couldn't use the restroom because my luggage was in there. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, man. It was That's not, amazing. It was, <laughs> hey, you guys appreciate this. The first two guys on a recruiting visit, Jimmy Benny, Trenton Meacham, both played at Dayton. Trent ended up transferring to Illinois because he was from Champaign. He played on this Iowa team. Forget the name, but it was pretty, pretty powerful. Anyways, we don't know any of our players. So, like, Asa and Nathan, like, you guys are like the – like, it'd be like – like, we don't know you. Like, we just got the job on that – the 22nd, and they're visiting that following week. So, the guy, Matt Saman, if you follow Baylor – he wrote a book called Leftovers. You should read it. It's really powerful. It really puts into perspective how you guys think as players. It's, 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 it's a true one-year story of that year. And, he, and they, that's how they felt. They felt like they were just leftovers, like they were nobodies. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so Matt is going to do these guys on visit. So I don't you dare 
They better never test alcohol. They better never be at a party. I mean, I'm going right down the whistle. I got it, Coach. No problem. No problem. It's like 2.15, 2.30. He calls me. Coach, we got a problem. What's the problem? Like, Jimmy's really sick. He's throwing up. And I'm like, was it like bad food? Or he's like, well, I said, don't you dare tell me you – you know way you took him to a party. He's like, Coach, they wanted to like, you know, gosh darn it, Matthew. Man, what did I tell you? Man, bring them dudes over here right now. So I hang up. So we lived in this apartment right across from the arena. So I'm outside. I put on my shorts. I'm out. I'm pacing back and forth. And it's like, it seems like it's like 30 minutes, but it's not. It's probably like 15 I'm pacing back and forth. I'm calling him on the phone, no answer. And I leave a message. Man, where are you, man? I told you to bring them right now. I'm standing on the porch. The light's on. Let's go. Where are you? And I hang up the phone. And all of a sudden, these three dudes jump out from behind the bushes with Nerf guns. And they just freaking start blasting me. <laughs> it was crazy. Crazy story. That's that's funny. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's a good that's maybe a... Matt was we didn't get him. We had that much fun. You think we could have got him? <laughs> Anyways, so you hey, so you, you gotta tell me another story. So what was it like coaching Dallas Moore? Because unfortunately I had to play against him. Yeah. And so did Asa. So we started about tenth grade mm-hmm. and Coach Taylor did a phenomenal job with him. And Dallas was um Dallas was a lot like you guys. He, there, he had something missing that somebody else wouldn't bet on. He, they just a little too short, a little too unathletic, a little too whatever the answer. That's what most guys like you guys at our level, you know, um, for you guys, you know, a Garrison, uh, um, uh, a Marbury. I mean, pe- look what Pepper, you know, blossomed into. Um, Bo Beach. I mean, get on the list. So we recruit him, and and we're going at it, and um, he's liking us. Like he's he's liking us. He's got like you know, ECU, FAU, FIU. He got all that stuff, you know. But listen to this now. He's playing on Florida Elite. I played against him when he was with that team. Well, he was with the Rams, and then they had that NCAA issue. Yeah, that's, yeah I played yeah. against him when he was with the Rams and the Elite. So when he was in 10th grade, I saw him in Indianapolis. They had a kid on the team that went to Florida, and his name's escaping me. It was probably Casey Hill or uh, – nope. No, 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 no. This no. is when he was young. Oh, my fault. My bad. I'm that's okay. The kid the, – you, you know who he is. You know who I'm talking about. Um, he went to that Christian school. It was us – Liberty and Wofford, basically. And Coach Kennan says, mm, I don't think we're going to be able to get him, Coach. You got to get out of here. Like he blew up. Graham, Dylan Graham. Dylan yeah, Graham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The white, yeah, the white kid. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Uh, yep, yep. I played against so, him in high school, too. Uh, so yeah. I get on a plane, I fly out, and it's me, Billy Donovan, uh, Bill Self. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Coach, what, like, now, this is a waste of time for me. So, dots on a map. My junior college coach 
we went recruiting one night. I, I, I worked for him, too, after I played for him. And the kid didn't show up. And I said, come on, coach, let's go. I was young. I was like, come on, coach, let's go. He's like, Drisk, there's never a wasted opportunity. He's like, come on, let's just let's play a couple games of pickup, and then, and then we'll go back. I'm like, coach, come on, man, we drove two and a half hours. Let's get home early. Like, heck with these cats. He's like, Drisk, we're playing pickup, and then we're going home. So when he said that, I'm like, okay. A dude in a pickup game was a great player at a Division three school, and he thought he was better. So he wrote Coach a letter a week later, came to our junior college, and was the player of the year, and led us to the state championship. Holy cow. Yeah, how about that? But anyways, so Dickie always said there's never a waste. So Dallas was on that team. And, man, was he good. Mm-hmm. But he was a rise, you know, rising. So we start the recruiting process. So now we're in good because we're in early. So fast forward to his senior year. It's him, Casey Hill, Chris Walker, both McDonald's All-Americans, a dude named – Brandon, like, Virginia's coming to watch this dude. Brandon Green, he went to Kansas. Uh, he was kind of a shooter dude. Brian Green, but then, he remember, he left and went to Atlanta Celtics. Yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah. But there's this dude on the team. I'm like, what's Tony Bennett doing here? Like, who's he here to see? The guy's name was Joel Embiid. Re- <laughs> so, <laughs> and the other, one, the other one, Nathan, that was on that team that started was Chris Davenport. Wow. I mean, that's, that's loaded. So Chris was not. Bill, don't forget Tony Crocker was on that team and went to Texas. Goodness. And another dude. Oh, yeah, and he ended up at Murray State. Crocker that went to Murray State but went to Texas first. And then Khalil was on that team that went to Ryder. Wow. So, that team was absolutely low. We they, were, they were the best AU team in the country. We were, we were two and one against them, might I add. But, uh, Eric uh, Gordon <laughs> was pretty good, too, though. Eric Gordon was an incredible team that year. So – with Dallas, you know, obviously he's killing. But so Billy Donovan kept saying, Rick, Richard Patino was at FIU. Mm-hmm. Of course, Richard was on his staff. So we're all sitting there, you know, in those chairs. And, and Coach Donovan and I are really, really good friends because, dots on the map, Larry Shiat. Because when Larry Shiat worked for him, he was my mentor. Coach Donovan was incredible to my son when my son got hit by a car. Incredible to my son. Still to this day, ask me about him. But anyways, so Billy keeps leaning forward and looking down right by me. Hey, man, y'all better, I'm telling you, y'all better get on more. Like, that dude's a baller. He would sit back. So about the fourth game, you know, I think he thinks he thought it was kind of funny, but it was starting to piss me off. So he and I got to be alone. And I and and if you let they did a big write-up about this. They actually did a big story on Dallas and they interviewed Billy about this. And I said, Coach, listen, can you do me a favor? Can you quit talking about Dallas? Because I really think we have a chance to get him. He's like, he's like Drisk, man. He's like, like this dude can I said, Coach. I know that, man, but, like, if you could please stop. (laughs) So, of course, you know, Coach wants to be a funny guy. So, a couple games later, he's doing the same thing. So, I'm pissed. I'm like, okay, all right. So, Dallas gets done. It's in Atlanta. 
He gets done. Now they're going to Vegas. And I said, hey, Dallas, let me ask you a question. I got nobody to see in Vegas. Nobody. I come to Vegas. I'm only coming to see you. Now, I'm going to have to go watch some 14 and unders and some 15 and unders. But I'm only coming to see you. That's a big commitment. Because we're close on a couple other guys. That's a huge commitment for the head coach. If I did that, would it mean, like, does it matter? Or are we good enough that I can go watch these other guys? Because I got to get teammates for you, too. He said, Coach, man, if you came to Vegas, man, that'd be awesome. Like, that would really mean a lot to me. I said, okay. So I go to Vegas. I never, and I'm telling you guys, I don't use that word a lot. I never sit with Billy. Never. If he was here, I was here. If, if he was on that side of the gym, I, like, I go nowhere near him because I'm thinking we're going to get Dallas. So we get done at Vegas. The first time we ever did it, we'll never do it again. I use never again because we won't. <laughs> took a family cruise. And I, I, just, I, just, I just don't like cruises. We took a family cruise out of Jacksonville. Carnival leaves out of Jacksonville. So it's four days. I get back. And, of course, when you turn your phone on, I have like, I don't know, let's say, I think it was 180, like 180 messages, right? Which is fine, which doesn't really, it doesn't mean anything, maybe one way or the other. So I'm scrolling through them. And Source Hoops, you know Source Hoops, twit, Twitter, tweet, whatever, <laughs> says North Florida, like Dallas Moore, Verbally commits to North Florida. What? <laughs> so I hurry up and I call Coach Kennan. I'm like, Coach, what's going on? Best part of the story. He calls me. And my phone goes straight to voicemail. He calls Coach Taylor. Because I told him, I said, Dallas, listen, we got back. I said, Dallas, listen, pray about this. If it's on your heart and you think it's the right thing, then let's just, let's do it. He calls Coach Taylor. Remember I told you at the beginning, Coach Taylor really did a great job with him. Mm -hmm. And by the way, as a side note, he really did a great job with Chris Davenport too. And I'll get mm -hmm. to that in a minute. So he calls Coach Taylor. Coach Taylor doesn't answer his phone. Praise God. He turned to his dad and said, Listen to this, and it's in, it's in the article. Dad, I don't know if God wants me to go to North Florida. Like, I can't get anybody on the phone. Oh, my goodness. And you guys all know the story about the, you know, the police and then the boat and then the helicopter. And, you know, and, you know I, God's going to save me and all that. He called Coach Kennan. He had Coach Kennan's cell phone, and Coach Kennan answered. And then Coach Kennan obviously took the commitment. <laughs> And so, and, and, and so, but then we had a leak camp and we had a leak camp. If you remember, we did a leak camp late in August because we were one of the first ones instead of doing it right after July, we did it so we could pay our players. So Romello Banks was coming home from a visit at Mercer 
Mm-hmm. And his AAU coach said, listen, we're going to stop by. I said, whatever, that's great. We had an incredible visit. But Dallas was in camp. And Dallas went over to him. And within two days, Romello committed. Wow. Go through the season. And Coach Taylor's keeping tabs of Chris. But again, Chris is like you guys. He's a little too something. A little too short. A little too not unathletic. A little too... (laughs) Definitely not that. Yeah. Maybe a little bit crazy, whatever. So, like, he's going to go, like, now Now it's April. So now all the high majors are trying to fill a scholarship, but they really don't want you, but they're going to take you because they need you to practice, you know, that kind of stuff. Sure. But he doesn't know that. He thinks. So he's going to visit Georgia Tech. I can remember this like it was yesterday. We just bought my son a car, my oldest son. And we're driving back, and I have my wife on the phone. And I'm telling her, I'm going to cancel the visit with Chris because he's going to Georgia Tech. And I'm not going to compete with Georgia Tech. And I'm not going to waste money, time, or energy. And she's like, mm, I don't think you should do that. I think you should let him come in. And it's, it was already Wednesday night. The visits were already Thursday. And I was really adamant about it. So I call the staff and they're like, nah, coach, let's just, and I'm like, like Dallas better get this done. Like you better get this done. And sure enough, I didn't cancel it. The visit was so powerful guys. It was so powerful. Like, like he had so much in him that nobody knew. Mm-hmm. If you guys knew you could see like, okay, now I, now I see why. There's some stuff. I see why. Sure. I'm telling you, man, like, like I just, just loved on him and, and disciplined him and, and, and all those things. And, and, again, it goes back to you guys as you grow. So critical. Like, I remember he, he was late for his first workout. Oh, really? And I told him, I said, listen, is everything okay at home? Is, is mom okay? Is there, is there anything, like, going on I need to know? He's, and he's like, nah, coach, I just, I just, I slept through my alarm. I said, oh, man, thank goodness, thank goodness. I said, listen, go home, get out of here, because you ain't practicing with us, and I'll see you tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock. <laughs> and that was it. You know, he thought, he kind of thought at the moment there, he was like, oh, man, it's going to be okay. Coach is going to be okay. <laughs> and I just like, okay, everything okay? Great. Okay, you're out of here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, um, coach, we go, we're we running out of time. We're gonna have to wrap it up real quick. Oh boy, uh, I don't want we hate I answered I, any of your stories. We hate we hate stopping you. We this was this was awesome. Um, yeah, I, absolutely. I, we, we love hearing stories like this. I could sit here and talk all night with you all day. Well, there's you. a lot of stories now. We we may have <laughs> to have you on. You know, in the next whatever you want. And we would whatever we, you want to do. Whatever you think can help. The only thing I want to do every day is make a difference in someone's life. But in reality. I want to be the difference. So, amen. Whatever you think I can do. Amen. Real quick, real quick before we head out, uh, are you on Twitter at all? Where can people find you on uh, social media or Twitter, Instagram, whatever? Yeah, only Twitter. At, okay. at, at UNFB Ball. Gotcha. At UNFB Ball. Um, gotcha. cool. And uh, yeah, my, uh, my, uh, my famous Let's Go. 
<laughs> gets, gets a lot, still gets a lot of run. Yeah, well, cool. You can uh, you can find myself on Instagram at the Ace of Spades with a Z on the end. You can find Nathan on Instagram and Twitter at Nate Five underscore Moran, and you can find Mind of a Coach on Twitter at Mind of a Coach One, and you can find us on Instagram at Mind of a Coach. Thank y'all for tuning in, Coach Driscoll. We appreciate you again, sir. Uh, this was awesome. Yes, Best of luck to North Florida uh, in, in your program next season. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, Coach. Thank you, guys. God bless you. Thanks, Coach.